in our fourth session on Matthew eleven twenty-five to 30, we're focusing on the wider New Testament question of how the Father's hiding things and revealing things relates to the Son's revealing. Let me read these first verses so you can get the question clearer. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. And those things are the the nature of the Son and the nature of the Father that would have shown forth from the kinds of deeds done in the previous paragraph that would have brought cities to repentance, which Jesus did not perform. And so he didn't bring them to repentance because he withheld the deeds that would have brought them to repentance because he said they would have brought them to repentance. And so he hid, or the Father hid things and revealed them to children, to babes. Yes, Father, for it was a good pleasure before you. It was your sovereign pleasure to do this. And then he says, all things have been handed over to me and shifts the focus from the Father's initiative in hiding and revealing over to Jesus. Watch. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So now you've got the the revealing being done by the Son. Let me ask this before we pray and we go to the wider picture, would it have been true if Jesus had said, no one knows the Son except the Father and anyone to whom the Father chooses to reveal him. Would that have been true? Because he said here, the Son knows the Father only and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Yes, I think that would have been true. In fact, I think that's what the Father is doing right here. The Father has hidden And the Father has revealed to whom he pleased who the Son is. So let's let's ponder together how the Father's revealing and the Son's revealing work together. Father, I pray that you would show us now how you and your Son conspire in a glorious, gracious work to bring us out of our blindness to know who the Son is and to know who you are because eternal life is this, that they know you and Jesus whom you have sent. I ask this in his name. Amen. 
Let me take you on a wider survey, especially in the Gospel of John, but not only, to see how this works. John 17, 6, I have manifested your name. So Jesus says, I have manifested, I have revealed your name to the people whom you have given me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word, and I'm praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you gave me, for they are yours. So there's an order here, right? Yours they were. God has his elect people before they come to Jesus. He gives them to the Son, to Jesus. The Son, third, manifests the Father. So there is a a belonging to God. There is an act that gives them to Jesus, and there's an act of Jesus to manifest their, his name to them. What happens when the Father gives his own to the Son? What does that mean, he gives them to the Son? Watch what happens here in Matthew 16. Simon Peter replied, You are, you, Jesus, are the Christ, the Messiah. So something has been revealed because most uh, Jews in uh, Jesus' day were not seeing this. They were not confessing Jesus as the Christ. Peter has seen something. Something's been revealed to him. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. Well, then how did he know it? How did he see it? My Father, who is in heaven, revealed it. So the Father has taken the initiative to reveal, just as we saw back here. The Father has hidden, and the Father has revealed, and that's what's happened here. So the Father has his people, and he gives them to the Son in the sense that he reveals the Son's true nature to them so that they can see the glory of his messiahship and follow him and be saved. Here's what it looks like in John 1.14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's, that's the eternal word, the son of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. We have seen thousands saw him and did not see this. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So seeing they saw and others seeing did not see. So some kind of revelation or gift or enabling was given here so that it ceased to be true that seeing they did not see, but rather seeing they saw glory, unlike, say, the Pharisees who did not see glory at all. What happened? Here's the way Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. God, who said in the very beginning when he created, let light shine out of darkness has done the same thing now in our hearts, has shown in our hearts. 
This is how anybody recognizes, sees, is revealed that Jesus is who he says he is, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. How does anybody recognize Jesus as being the very expression and image of the glory of God and therefore follow him, embrace him, treasure him above all things? It happens because God has shown in our hearts. That's what happened here in Matthew 16. The Father not flesh and blood, not human resources, not our free will or our dead hearts or our spiritual resolves or our religious pedigree. God Almighty revealed this to Peter so that he could say, you are the Christ. The Father did it, and that's how he did it here. He shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Look at John 6.36. I said to you that you have seen me. Jesus says, you have seen me, and yet you don't believe. So there's the seeing that does not see. There is a seeing of Jesus' outer person, and they don't see him for who he is. All that the Father gives me will come to me. Oh, they will see who I really am and be drawn to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So it's the giving from the Father that enables us to see and come to the Son. And here's what happens when we come. John 14, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we're going to know the Father, it's going to be through Jesus. If you had known me, you would have known my Father. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it's enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. If the true seeing happens... If the true seeing happens, not not this seeing, you have seen me and yet not believed, but the true seeing, the seeing of glory, this seeing, we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Father, of the only Son from the Father. If you see me, you have seen the Father. That's how Matthew, back to our original text, No one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. The Son, in revealing Himself, reveals the Father. One more text, John 17. You, Father, have given Him authority over all flesh. Jesus is speaking of Himself here as He prays. Father, you've given Him, me, the Son of Uh, authority over all flesh to give eternal life to whom you have given him. So God has given a people to Jesus and Jesus has authority, just as we saw back here in 1125. All things have been handed over to me by my father. And now what happens? He gives them eternal life. And what is that? This is eternal life, that they know you, 
That's what Jesus did. Jesus reveals the Father. Jesus makes the Father known, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So let me, let me write it down here, a kind of summary. God has his elect. John 17, 6. They belong to you. They were yours. He gives them to the Son. John 17, 6. Same text. By revealing the Son's glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 and Matthew 17, 16. And in that revealing, they come to Jesus. John 6.37 And in coming to Jesus and seeing Jesus, they see the Father for who He really is. They know God. John 17, 2 and 3, and uh, John 14, 6 through 9. Finally, Jesus loses none. John 6, 39. So the bottom line here of what we're trying to see is that the Father is engaged in hiding and revealing what needs to be known to bring about repentance, as we saw in the previous sessions. But he has given all things into the hands of the Son, so that now, though it is true that only the Father knows the Son, he has decisively wanted us to orient on Christ and his authority to make known the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. <laughs>